Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. So since 1954, there have been five separate occasions where the House of Representatives has changed in terms of the election and changed power. Uh, You will see this in January when Nancy Pelosi gives up the gavel and Republicans now will be in charge of the House. Uh, That's important for all the reasons we've discussed, the power of the purse, uh, the power to subpoena committee assignments. I mean, it's it's a big win for Republicans, a necessary win, and it's a great check and balance on Democrats. Now, in all five of these occasions or leading up to this one in January, uh, there's never been a, a moment where the opposition in the Senate would go along with the party in power and pass an omnibus spending bill for the entire next year. That's never happened before. And right now we have Republicans, obviously led by Mitch McConnell, but other people like Richard Shelby, who's retiring at the end of the year, and, and some other people pushing this omnibus spending bill, which is the entire year spending bill, before the new Republican Congress takes power in the House of Representatives in January. And it makes no sense at all whatsoever. Historically, what these lame duck sessions would do, they would pass a continuing resolution to fund the government in the interim. And then the incoming, in this case, incoming Republican majority would then have a say in the budget process for next year. And for whatever reason, Republican leadership in the Senate has decided that they want to work with Schumer 
and with Biden uh, and go along with a, a year, a year's worth of spending, taking away, you know, what is really a powerful tool for the new Republican majority in the House and stop some of the insane spending that we have with what a deficit now and a debt of what, thirty one trillion dollars. It's insane. Uh, I cannot get a reasonable explanation as to why they're doing it. Many Republicans are speaking out against it. Uh, Senator Mike Lee's been keeping me in the loop. He's apoplectic about it, as are many other Republican senators. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn uh, from Tennessee is with us to give us her take on all of this. Uh, Senator, how are you? I am doing well, and you're so correct on this, Sean. We should give the new House majority, and it will be Speaker Kevin McCarthy, give them the ability to come back at some point next spring and reset these spending numbers and begin to move us to where we can break this logjam on spending. It's so important to note that the Democrats under Joe Biden have continued to push the annual spending north of $6 trillion because they have deemed all of this extra spending for COVID as mandatory spending. And what we need to do is have the ability to just freeze this and then begin to work it down so that we do not make all of this additional spending part of the permanent spending process. And we continue to say, let's do a CR. Uh, let's get ourselves out for the year. Let's make certain that we come back and we do a bill that is going to be more responsible and is going to focus on getting our fiscal house in order. What is the rationale, the reason, the why, the wherefore that Mitch McConnell and other Republicans are pushing this? Why? There are some Republicans, and you mentioned that Senator Shelby from Alabama, Senator Leahy, who's a Democrat from Vermont, they're retiring, and they want to do one last omnibus spending bill. But they're between... 25 and 45 billion over the president's request. And last night we started hearing from Democrats that they had been able to find a way forward. But Sean, when you look at spending over the last four years and you looked at in 2019, we were at 4.4 trillion in spending, which is too much for me. But then you look at where we are in 22, which is $6.3 trillion, and then you're looking north of $6 trillion again for 23. That is the out-of-control spending that is taking place. And honestly, I think it's immoral to spend this kind of money, run up this kind of debt, and then look at our children and grandchildren and say, okay, it's your problem now. You've got to figure out a way to pay for this when you start earning a paycheck. You know, it's just unbelievable to me, uh, Senator. I really can't believe it uh, because I know we'd save a lot of money if the new Republican Congress had a say in what this budget was ultimately ultimately going to turn out to be. And, sure. you know, we're, we're looking at record debt that I, I don't even see a path 
in the long term where we will even be able to pay down that debt, especially with interest rates now going up at a at a very fast clip. Well, and as I said earlier, there are some things that are going to have to be done. Freezing federal spending, federal hiring, federal employee salaries, freezing all of that, and then beginning to work that down. Looking for ways that we can use efficiencies in government to deliver salaries. Look at some of these components that have become mandatory spending through COVID and saying we have to think long term about what we're doing. You know, it was in 2010 that you had Admiral Mullen. Uh, he was asked what kept him up at night. And he said the greatest threat to our nation's security is our nation's debt. We need to remember that. And we need to focus on what we're going to do to get this spending under control. These omnibus spending bills have got to stop. And we have to find a way to reduce what we spend. For years, I had the uh, 1% across the board cut amendment, which cut a penny out of a dollar. And if you did that... For every dollar we spent over a period of about five years, you would bring that federal budget back in to balance. Those are the kind of steps and the type ideas we need to bring forward. We need to change some budget process. And instead of doing baseline budgeting where you take last year's budget and add to it for this year, we should be doing zero-based budgeting where you go back to zero and you build out what your needs are. You look for ways to save money instead of ways to spend the taxpayers' money. And people are looking for this. Inflation is high. The cost of living is high. Price at the pump in the grocery store is high. And people don't want to be sending more money to Washington, D.C. for politicians to waste those hard-earned dollars. You know, years ago, uh, Florida Congressman Connie Mack proposed what he called the penny plan. We're probably now up to the nickel plan. That is that if you cut five cents out of every dollar government spends, you'd balance the budget in a short period of time. At that point, it was seven years. You'd balance the budget. Uh, nobody had any real interest in, 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 in any of that. Let me ask you this part of this. Um, we know that the House is willing to go along with the defense appropriations, uh, but they did so by eliminating the vaccine mandate as it relates to the military. Is that going to hold, especially considering Joe Biden told us that the pandemic is over? Oh, it's going to hold. This is an amendment that I had offered back during the summer when we at Senate Armed Services were working on the Defense Authorization Act. And at that point, Sean, every Democrat on the committee voted against it. But I told them then, I said, I'm going to ask for a vote on this amendment when we go to the floor. Well, in the meantime, you have seen our recruiting numbers and our retention numbers drop. For example, our Army is 15,000 short this way, this year. They're going to be oh. 21,000 short next year. And so I was successful in negotiating this amendment into the House version. We're going to keep it in the Senate version. That is step number one in dealing with this, getting that mandate rescinded. And I'm so pleased to have been able to work with our troops and um, bring this to a successful conclusion for them. 
do you believe the number of what was it 830 billion or 840 billion for the military do you believe that is sufficient to combat threats from countries that are hostile like china we are going to have to pay close attention to our great power competition. We have to be focused on what China is doing with their aggressiveness, what they're doing to Taiwan, what their, their aggressiveness in the South China Sea, and with the Pacific Island nations. I was just recently over there doing some work and in Taiwan. And we have to make certain that uh, Taiwan is positioned for an asymmetrical battle posture so that they have what they need to defend themselves. Do you, do you really believe that if the communist Chinese, and, and they have been stating it openly, that they believe Taiwan is theirs, they call it reunification, do you really believe that Joe Biden would involve himself in any way militarily to prevent that from happening? And do you think that even if we supplied them the weaponry to fight back themselves, that they'd have the capacity to go up against this massive military buildup that has been taking place for decades as it relates to China. Yes, and the Taiwanese are very focused. They consider themselves to be independent. You know, they have a president and a constitution. They have a military. Uh, they consider us. But you to think be they could take on the mighty military of of China? The might, the monies that have been spent, the the hundreds yeah. of billions of dollars that have been spent, their hypersonic missiles, everything in between. And you know what? No one thought that Ukraine could take on Russia. And we know that the Taiwanese are preparing themselves to defend themselves. Would you support any American troops uh, in terms of support for the for Taiwan if if they're invaded? That is a question that Biden has answered repeatedly, and then they've had to walk it back repeatedly. And the United States has always said that they would be positioned to help defend Taiwan. That is why it is so important that we conduct military sales to Taiwan right now so that they have what they need to defend themselves. And before Putin went into uh, Ukraine, I sent a letter over to the White House. Now's the time for sales to Ukraine because you could see that Putin was amassing troops and equipment on the border. It is imperative that our allies know that they're our allies and that our enemies know that they are our enemies. All right, Senator Marsha Blackburn, uh, the great state of Tennessee. Senator, great to have you as always. Merry Christmas and uh, look forward to next year. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, Sean. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. 
Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hit our busy phones let's say hi to jason he is in the great commonwealth of pennsylvania jason hi how are you glad you called hey sean hey thanks for having me on it's uh it's a real Thank privilege you. to be able to the privilege to be able to talk to you i wanted to talk about everything happening with sam bankman freed and ftx because you know this is really just in my opinion it's the tip of the iceberg uh, i'm dealing with some things from another company that has run the exact same scam stealing money from investors, funneling them to their other businesses, promising everything with cryptocurrency is secured. And then you find out that none of it is even happening. Look, when we've discussed crypto, um, I've explained that I have friends that are really deep into it. And and right now, anybody that purchased anything crypto is is underwater. At least everybody that I know is underwater. And I always knew it was going to be a big risk. They had these incredible highs, you know, these really low lows. Uh, they, they talk about when it, when the algorithm hits the halving point, that's when the money, you know, that's when the value goes up the most. I've never understood it. All I've been told is it's a math problem. It's an algorithm. That continues in perpetuity without a final answer, and I never fully grasped it. You know, I dabbled in it, but I always said to, you know, you, my audience, that unless it's money you're willing to lose, don't invest in crypto. Um, I think there are far safer investments. You know, while I do have a little bit in it, I don't have a lot in it, and I didn't bet the milk money on it. Um, so it doesn't really surprise me. The thing that is interesting in this case is I want to see if this guy that they arrested in the Bahamas, I want to see, you know, he gave all this money to the Democrats. So I want to see Democrats give that money back so the people that lost, you know, all that money can get at least some of it back. And and certainly he needs to be held accountable based on everything I read. We'll see what happens as that case unfolds. I uh, hope that answers your question. Quick break, right back. More calls straight ahead. 800-941-SEAN. Our number as we continue. When we come back, more of the best of the Sean Hannity Show. Stay tuned. All right, are you tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? You get talk and text and blazing fast data for just 30 bucks a month. Yep, on the same exact network, 
the same cell towers, the same 5G network as the big carriers like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. And how's that for saying uh, half the price, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, hallelujah. You can save money, especially in these tough economic times. Look, that's what Pure Talk is all about. It's a U.S.-based customer service team you'll be working with. There is no better service in the industry, and it's a veteran-owned business. It's simple to make the switch. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. If you do it now, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Same exact service. Average family saving close to 1000 bucks a year. Some families saving much, much more. Pound 250, keyword, save now from our friends at Pure Talk. And it will only take minutes of your time. You are listening to the best of the Sean Hannity Show. Information download. Sean Hannity and the breaking news you might have missed today. It's Sean's insider information. Hannity is on right now. One of our top stories today, Kristen Cinema announcing she is now registering as an independent and leaving the Democratic Socialist Party. Listen. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. So the, uh, ever since uh, Raphael Warnock, Senator Warnock, was reelected earlier this week, the balance of power right now is 51 Democrats, or 51 votes for the Democratic Party. That includes two independents, Angus King of Maine and Bernie Sanders of Vermont. But that's 51-49. What you're doing today doesn't change that? It's still basically going to be 51-49? Well, I know you have to ask that question, Jake. Yeah. But that's kind of a DC thing to worry about. What I'm really focused on is just making sure that I'm doing what I think comports with my values and the values of Arizonans. So when I come to work each day, it'll be the same. I'm going to still come to work and hopefully serve on uh, the same committees I've been serving on and continue to work well with my colleagues of both political parties. And I'm not really spending much time worrying about what the mechanics look like for Washington, D.C. And to be honest, Jake, I don't think anyone in Arizona is caring about that either. Um, so I don't think things will change much for me, and I don't think things will change much for Arizonans. All right, joining us this Friday uh, with our News Roundup uh, Hour and in News and Review, Joe Concha, of course, Fox News chief media uh, analyst and the author of Come On, Man, and Mark Simone, host of the Top Morning Show on WOR in New York. Uh, well, Mark, were you surprised by the decision? And more importantly, how did you like the answer that Cinema gave to uh, Jake Tapper? Um, I know you have to ask the question, Jake, but that's a D.C. thing. I'm not going to answer it. I love that answer. Yeah. Well, she was talking about her values. And if you're worried about your values, you kind of have to leave the Democratic Party. Uh, it's not a place for values. And uh, hopefully the Democratic Party is getting a, just a stigma attached to it. I mean, people think of high crime, high taxes, high inflation, all that, and they think Democrat. It's better to be independent. Uh, and she said she won't caucus with Republicans. You know, caucus uh, caucus means when you're in the back room doing all that wheeling and dealing. 
to make it sound better, they call it caucusing, but it's still bad stuff. So, what do you think happens, Joe Concha? Is she gonna is she gonna vote for Chuck Schumer to be the leader in the in the Senate? Is she gonna caucus with the Democrats in that way, or maybe really truly be independent and say, nope, I'm not gonna be a part of any of this? I think the answer is B. There, Sean. I, I think that we saw with with Kirsten Cinema with Build Back Better. Remember, that was the five trillion dollar bill that was ultimately rejected by the Senate because of cinema and mansion. And then she also rejected the federalization of voting rights, where you take it away from the state and you play by the Democratic rules in every state. So on the big issues, she has gone against her own party. I just find the media coverage hilarious because when John McCain would buck his own party and vote against, say, for instance, Oh, they loved it. Yeah, of Obamacare, yeah. That's a true maverick putting country over party. Then cinema does it. It's traitor. How dare you? It's just. Oh, it's, it's, it's only going to get worse. It, it's definitely only going to get worse. Now, the, the question I have, I've been watching Joe Manchin. When Joe Manchin was standing up to Schumer and Biden and against Build Back Broke, and, and then, he, then he finally gave in on the Inflation Reduction Act, or what I call the Tax the Poor, the Middle Class, and People on Fixed Income Act. When he, when he gave in to that, his approval ratings prior to that were in the 70s, the highest they'd ever been in West Virginia. And then he gives in on the Inflation Reduction Act, and it goes down to the in high 30s. I think it was at 38% I saw in one poll. Part of that deal, he was supposed to get a pipeline from West Virginia. I believe it was to the state of Virginia. I forget where. That pipeline is not forthcoming. They are, they have completely reneged on that promise. And then just before the November 8th election, Mark Simone, you remember the comments about coal that Joe Biden made, that he was going to eliminate it and that he was going to eliminate all drilling uh, offshore and onshore in America. And, and Joe Manchin hit the roof. Now, he's up for re-election in 2024. I'm not sure he can win running as a Democrat and running as a Democrat that has been aligned with, with Schumer and with Biden. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to like Joe Manchin, but uh, you want a good infrastructure project, build a backbone for Joe Manchin so he sticks to his principles. <laughs> That's a good uh, idea. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got the consistency of John Kerry. I just, uh, you never, he, he's whatever way the wind blows. I mean, he's all for this, unless there's a bridge involved, then maybe he could switch over to this. I, I don't know if Democrats can trust him, and I don't know if Republicans can trust him now. What do you think, Joe Concha? Joe Manchin has been, we, we, we've talked to some people who would like to see him run as an independent for president. But I think he's a man without a party, right? I mean, Democrats uh, don't trust him. And, and to Mark's point, Republicans, when push comes to shove, don't trust him. Uh, but can I see him becoming an independent? Absolutely. I mean, cinema now has made this a lot easier for him. And again, to your point, when you drop something like 35 points in approval, uh, Sean, you, you got to do something different if you want to get reelected. And I think that would be to either become an independent or outright just become a Republican. And then if you want to see unhinged heads exploding, <laughs> if Manchin were to do that, uh, that, that, that would be some great popcorn theater, no question. Let me ask you both about this news of this prisoner swap, Brittany Griner, for this merchant of death uh, arms dealer, Victor Boot. Um, one thing that really caught my attention and has raised my suspicion, Mark Simone, is NBC yesterday put out a report uh, quoting a U.S. official telling NBC News that the U.S. government had sought both Griner and uh, Paul Whelan, who's been in jail in Russia for four years without any evidence of being a spy, but... Putting that aside, 
Um, anyway, Griner was released, but they report that the officials said that Russia had treated Whalen differently uh, and that the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Griner or Whalen. Now, later in the day, they revised that story, uh, taking that part of the story out, saying they got it wrong. After everything that we learned from the Twitter files, as it relates to the influence of the Democratic Party with media, in the case of Twitter, you know, big tech media, in the case of NBC, traditional media, uh, why am I suspicious that it was taken out because they didn't like the story? Oh, I, no, I agree. I'm sure they had a choice. Uh, if you leave the choice up to woke Democrats between a, a Marine war hero and a WNBA player, they're going to go with the player. This has got to be the first time in history anybody's paid any attention to a WNBA trade. Uh, it's the worst basketball I've ever seen, but uh, I'm sure they had that choice. And if you know, and I know, we all know, if it were Donald Trump, he would have figured out a way to get both of them back. You're talking about the merchant of death. You could definitely get two people for that that guy. I, I mean, it was such an awful deal, and reports are out there that Vladimir Putin himself, you know, he's out there bragging about this. Uh, you know, saying he rolled Joe Biden, and in many ways he did roll Joe Biden. Former Kremlin aide says, yeah, Putin outplayed Biden on this prisoner swap. Completely and totally. And Biden, remember, as a candidate, said that he was the one who was going to stand up to Vladimir Putin. Look, going back to the NBC report for a moment, Sean, we saw this movie just recently, right? Paul Pelosi and that report that happened where an NBC reporter actually was asking good questions. Hey, why... What happened during those 30 minutes when Paul Pelosi was alone with the person that broke into their home? Hey, why did Paul Pelosi walk back towards his eventual attacker after police came? Why didn't he leave the house? And that guy has not been, that reporter has not been on the air since they pulled that report three weeks ago. And we don't know why he was suspended, why he has been taken off the air. And Paul Pelosi, basically, it seems some people got to NBC saying, you can't run this. And they pulled the report off the air. Now we're seeing it again. We see reporting. That it could have been Griner or it could have been an ex-U.S. Marine coming home. And we chose the celebrity, so to speak, over the person who has been there for three years longer and served this country and, and would have fought and died for this country. So when they pull reports like this, it seems like they're the ones getting worked over the same way Joe Biden was worked over by Vladimir Putin. And NBC, not a surprise, serving at the pleasure of the Democratic Party. It's not such a far-fetched notion, Sean. All right, quick break. More with Joe Concha. More with Mark Simone on the other side. Then your calls, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, we continue our Friday News Roundup with Joe Concha and Mark Simone. Let me go to the issue of the Twitter files. Uh, we had the second release last night by journalist Barry uh, Weiss, formerly of the New York Times. Um, but it shows that there were uh, blacklists of accounts that they didn't like, and they prevented disfavored tweets from trending, actively limited the, the visibility of entire accounts, then we find out that, in fact, the FBI is up to its eyeballs in all of this. They were in the weeks leading up to the 2020 election. They were meeting weekly with all of these big tech companies, and they were warning them all about a hack and leak operation. Uh, the only problem with this is the FBI agent that organized these weekly meetings, it turns out, was a, a big anti-Trumper. His postgraduate thesis claimed that Russia interfered in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump. Uh, but then we find out that not only from Twitter's former head of site integrity, a guy by the name of Yoel Roth, uh, that in fact, not only were they talking about hack and leak information being disseminated 
Um, they, they said it might even directly be related to Hunter Biden. So before the Hunter Biden story ever broke, all of these big tech companies were warned specifically, hey, there might be there might be information that comes your way about Hunter Biden. You better be very, very careful of it because it's likely not true or it's hacked materials, which probably explains their reluctance and resistance to even allow anyone to post the New York Post story. Mark. Well, it's the worst collusion, censorship, awful stuff. A few years ago, it all started. It happened to me, and I started talking to other people. It, it was happening to anybody supporting Trump. Anybody wanted to post anything bad about Democrats, they started uh, shadow banning us. Then they spread it to other things. If you wanted to uh, disagree with the vaccine, you could, would get shadow banned. Uh, it was just, all, you know, you could argue it's a private company. But so was the uh, telephone, Alexander Graham Bell originally. Can you imagine if he said, if I don't like what you're saying, you can't talk on my phone. You can't have that. Something's got to be done about it. Thank God Musk is exposing this. But now, Twitter is getting shadow banned. You don't see any coverage of all this in the New York Times or on the nightly news and the networks, the Sunday shows. This is getting shadow banned by the rest of the media. What's your reaction to all this, Joe? I mean, this is your area of expertise. Well, you look at ABC, NBC, CBS, their morning and evening newscasts. And before you say no one watches the evening news anymore, believe it or not, the numbers are still fairly strong. When you combine their audiences in the evening news section, for example, more than 20 million people watch uh, per night combined. And they have not covered any of these document dumps given to Matt Taibbi, an actual real independent journalist, and Barry Weiss, an actual real independent journalist, as you said, formerly the New York Times. She's not getting invited to CPAC anytime soon. And they're ignoring this completely. So that's called the bias of omission, which is the most insidious kind of bias, because that is withholding information that the public should know. And they're doing it knowingly, obviously, because let's say we just changed two names out here for a second, Sean, Mark. Let's say we took out Hunter Biden laptop and we made it Eric Trump's laptop. What do you think that coverage would look like? They'd be starting impeachment hearings for Donald Trump, even though he's 23 months out of office, if, if that were the case. But as usual, it's silence of the lambs from the folks that serve at the pleasure of the Democratic Party. What, what does this mean for big tech go, going forward, uh, Mark? Um, and should all the other big tech companies now be required to release their policies and systems and what they're doing behind the scenes? Remember, they have Section 230 protections in terms of liability protection uh, that is not that probably shouldn't be afforded to a lot of these companies. Yeah, and it's not just about being a publisher. It's like I said with the phone and Alexander Graham Bell. It comes to a point where you got to declare it a utility, and you can't get involved in this kind of censorship. I see the same shadow banning still going on on, on Facebook, and uh, I'm sure everybody else is guilty of it. It's got to stop, and uh, I, I don't know who's going to crack down on it. I mean, certainly not the Democrats, not this administration. And if they were smart, these uh, these the sites like Facebook would try to get away from the news, get out of politics, and stay away from it. Yeah. Joe? Since we have a Republican Congress coming in on January 3rd, if people talk about how, you know, oh, the midterms were horrible. The midterms, you know, okay, I get that Republicans should have won by three touchdowns in the House and taken the Senate. Uh, they, they lost one seat in the Senate, but they still took the House. And that's important because now you could have investigations around this. You can get the heads of Google and Facebook and all the other big tech companies up on Capitol Hill and finally get some answers around this and really do something about the aforementioned Section 230, which provides them liability protection, that you take that away, then suddenly these companies uh, will struggle mightily. But either way, Elon Musk uh, probably should have got person of the year because he really, and he won it last year as well, he has really unveiled what we already knew. Now we have the receipts, and that's very important, Sean. You know what? I, I just find Elon a fascinating figure. I, I think he's a modern-day pioneer 
Um, you know, he's one of these people that is transforming media by doing this. I think it's taking great courage. Uh, and what what is what are the thanks that he gets? An investigation into the fact that one of his office buildings in San Francisco uh, has a bedroom in it in case one of his employees is working overtime and gets tired and wants to take an hour's nap. Uh, as if they don't have enough problems in San Francisco. Uh, anyway, appreciate it. Uh, Mark Simone, thank you. Joe Concha, thank you. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll hit the phones when we get back. This is the best of the best. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 